You've reached Still Recording. This is Quince McKinnon. And this is Tony Hannity's. Please leave a message at the sound of the beep. Boop! Was that a boop or a beep? Has there been a discernible difference? You said beep. And then you go and with your onomatopoeia, you go boop. So the discernible difference are two vowels. Two E's or two O's. Which one? Which one was it? I blame you for this. Now, me as a caller, I would say it doesn't matter. But if I had to dig underneath and find the 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 intrinsic differences between the two and how I feel about them, I'm still waiting for said beep. Oh well, you're just going to have to wait forever then, because I'm not giving it to you. Well, fine then. Be that way. So I've been thinking about something for the past week. Uh, something I really like to do is think about, like, it's it just, just kind of a fun activity, thinking about, like, butterfly effects. Like, how did you get to where you are? What kind of things lined up to cause you to be who you are? That kind of stuff. But the question I have for you is, if you went back in time or were able to talk to your, let's say, 15-year-old self, if they all of a sudden got teleported forward into the future and met you, what would they think of you? Well, I think my 15-year-old self was a little bit of a rebel, and not to get too deep into it, uh, would be kind of disappointed. At the fact that I'm considered a corporate shill, if you will. Um, But I think at the end of the day, my 15-year-old self would see that I am very happy, that I am um, very content, that things are, you know, for the most part going very well in my life, and couldn't really ask for more. Now, if I could change something... That would be, hello, 15-year-old self. By the way, when somebody in 2010 offers you to buy Bitcoin, buy it. <laughs> okay, now that's just cheating, though. Well, you you, you <laughs> came up with hy- this hypothetical. And I, I realized that it was more of a hey, what-would-you-say kind of conversation. But just like Back to the Future, I'm going to take advantage of this, man. <laughs> well i'm just i just more think like you know because we as people change it so often over time sure it's just i love thinking about like what would what would my 15 year old self like what would he dislike what would um maybe we disagree on uh just stuff like that like 15 year old self quentin Way back when, if I had told him, hey, I have been working for several, several years now and bought basically no Lego sets ever for myself, he would lose his mind. Because 15-year-old Quentin had magazines from Lego that he had, like, detailed, circled out what he wanted when he got a job and had his own money. He'd probably be mad. <laughs> well, when when you put into that perspective, some things do change. Like, 
I would tell my 15-year-old self, you no longer play the cello or violin or piano in a classical manner. Uh, you no longer go to metal concerts as much as you used to. Um, you no longer uh, smoke weed as much as you used to. However, that is it's not, not a bad thing. That's just the thing. Um, but but I, I think the, the, um, the one that would be kind of eye-opening is, is the, for me, is the instrument part where, hey, by the way, you don't play the cello anymore. Uh, in fact, you don't even have one when you get to my age. And Were you a fan of the cello back then? I was, yeah. I mean, when I was 15, I mean, that was my life. That was, you know, there, there are kids that see themselves on the front of a Wheaties box or in a baseball card or... I don't know. They they really see themselves being the next Tony Hawk or something to that effect. For me, it was being in Carnegie Hall, and everything was lining up for that. Everything that I was able to achieve at that age was leading toward the immense possibility of something like that coming to fruition. Not just because of my, I guess talent if you will but more so because of the people that i knew people that could pull strings and make things happen uh whether i well whether i deserved it or not but i i cut that short in college i i changed my majors but there was no way when i was 15 i would have ever thought of that ever happening yeah that'd be crazy to kind of hear hey that that huge passion that you have it's not happening yeah like at all yeah i know it's i think it's kind of a blow to to a 15 year old because you know can you imagine if 15 year old michael jordan were to have this exact same kind of situation um but in this hypothetical michael jordan doesn't become the basketball player that we all know and love he just he breaks his ankle and is never able to play again that would that would that would destroy 15-year-old Michael Jordan. So that, that that would be kind of of an analog similar to my situation, that all this effort is going toward what? What's the point? Why? So, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't change it. I, I'm still glad I, I studied as, long, as much as I did. But, I mean, I, I brought up something that, like you said, was kind of cheating. W- would there be anything for you? Uh, other than uh, instant monetary gain <laughs> that uh, that you might change or omit of uh, of your past between now and uh, your 15-year-old self that you don't think would have a huge butterfly a fly effect, but you'd rather not have that memory or you'd rather have a different memory of it? If I was, if I could at least like kind of semi-guarantee that I that wouldn't have a butterfly effect to the point of causing me to, you know, not fi- not meet my wife or something to that effect. Um what I would probably tell my 15-year-old self is don't move in with your friends as roommates. It was a didn't turn out that well. <laughs> uh so yeah, I'd probably just tell him don't don't move in 
with your friends. It may sound cool, it may sound fun, but it's not going to work out in the end. Yeah, isn't the old adage, don't move in with your friends and don't do business with your friends? I mean, I think I think the reality is friends are friends because they're friends. I mean, they're they're just that. You didn't you didn't necessarily have that um platonic uh reaction or that platonic attraction to them because you like their business acumen or you like their personal hygiene of their of their current apartment state you like them because they're cool and you know taking that extra step and seeing their coolness every day it's just like meeting your heroes you it ruins it it's like oh you eventually start seeing the uh all the flaws the underside and... oh yeah <laughs> uh can you can you not do that to the couch while we're watching netflix <laughs> so let's let's switch to a positive for a second. Sure. What would your 15-year-old self be like amazed by? Specifically to you, not technology because we all know all of us would be like, "Oh my gosh," but you. Right. What would they be amazed about? That I have kids. <laughs> um one of my, so obviously music was the the pinnacle of the dream. The bottom shelf dream was to become a truck driver so I could, uh, oh my God, so stupid, but so I could uh, drive all day and smoke smoke in the cab of the truck as much as I want. Like I, I, I had such <laughs> low, low standards, but at that time I just, like I said, I was, I was kind of a rebel and I just kind of wanted to get out of the house. I'm, I'm an only child. And so, uh, being that I wasn't always around people cause it was, if I'm not at school, I'm at home practicing, uh, one of the instruments. And I was like, I need to get out of here. And this was before the advent of like ice road truckers and all these, all this other, you know, reality shows. This was back in the late, the late nineties. So, uh, the only reason why I, I chose truck driver in this hypothetical future of mine was because, you know, aside from getting to their destination, they live by their own rules. And I thought that was so cowboy. I thought that was so cool, you know, and sure there was a little bit of danger in, involved, but that was kind of sexy to me. So, so yeah, it was definitely the complete opposite of that coin of my future, but so you're saying your 15-year-old self would look at your kids and be like, that's so cool? No, it would be, like, surprising. I would not expect that out of you whatsoever. But I think the but I think to answer your question, which was uh, what would I be amazed at, it would also be kind of amazing. But it wouldn't necessarily be amazing on a positive positive. It would be more amazing <laughs> out of, like... Uh, shock well what would be amazing out of positive i guess just the family that i have now i mean just you know like like my wife for example that i i think because i was going through a very tumultuous time when i was 15 the fact that i can i would be able to go back and say chill out by the time that you're my age you're married and she's she's awesome I think that that would amaze me that 
you know, everything I'm going through that I'm learning is leading towards something. I don't end up being, you know, the comic book guy, <laughs> for example. Um, it it there it has, for lack of a better uh, term, it it it, ha- it has a it has an end to it, and then that end is, starts a whole new beginning. But what about you? For a positive, uh, I think my 15-year-old self would be amazed with like my gaming setup. For those of you who don't know, I play on three monitors uh, and swap between PC and Xbox, with the majority being on Xbox. I think he'd be amazed at that. I think if I was able to show him like my setup, because back then I was playing on between a PlayStation 2 and a PC and I was using like a pair of Apple headphones with a like toy microphone and when I say toy microphone I mean like (laughs) it was meant for like this like Barbie guitar and it just happened to work on the computer as well and I didn't have money for a microphone so I used that (laughs) that's kind of adorable though I think it was my, yeah, it was my sister's and it worked for my needs. So I kind of stole it. (laughs) Yeah. So I think, I think you'd be amazed with like where back then I've always, I always wanted to, you know, get some big elaborate setup and I have an elaborate setup. So I'd be able to show and be like, dude, you get what you want. You, you continue to follow the stream. I've already told you about the whole Lego set thing. He'd probably still be pretty mad about that, about like, yeah, dude, I don't buy them, not for the lack of not, you know, wanting them or anything, just for the lack of, like, having excess funds to just blow on Lego. Sure. But you get all this instead. So there's that trade-off, one could argue is a pretty damn good trade-off. But I, I would also argue, just, you know, just just not just your disposable income, but also, like, your the amount of space that you have. You, know, you, you were once telling me that you have a room that was originally kind of set aside as a, I don't know, like a guest room or potentially like another office, but now it's just filled with stuff for work, that just boxes and boxes and boxes. So adding Lego on top of that just would not be feasible. Definitely not. Okay, so one more for you. What about something that you would extremely disagree with your 15-year-old self? Something he'd be kind of mad at you about? Are you saying that I would tell my 15-year-old self to stop doing something? Because looking back retrospectively, I know it's a bad idea. And by doing that, it still would not have a butterfly effect? Or it, it would? No, so so something your 15-year-old self would look at you and be like, why are you doing this? That is terrible. Okay, so it's still from the 15-year-old self perspective. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think I already touched on it. It was the fact that I do work in an in- industry that is considered, you know, the world's largest multinational software corporation and back then i was very much of 
you know, against the man and yada, yada, yada. I had, I, I just, I just wasn't for, in favor of big corporations for any means. And the irony was, I was, you know, getting a lot of my information, um, from the internet as well as, you know, uh, bands that I was into, which ironically were signed by corporations like Sony and, and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, working for Microsoft or even like say, oh yeah, I got regular jobs before I, I was, I worked for Verizon. I worked for Radio Shack. I worked for this guy. I did this thing. I would, I would be like appalled because aside from, you know, being my, uh, the, one of the dreams being my own independent musician, uh, or a, I guess a truck driver, <laughs> Uh, I mean, both of those things have kind of the same thing in common. No, no boss, no one to, uh, you know, of course there was always going to be some sort of person I I would have to report to, but it wouldn't be like a, you know, uh, an overseer that kind of mandated every single thing. And although you and I have a great boss, we kind of have to have things mandated to very specific parameters. And I think the 15-year-old self would say, you know, that's what happened. That's not punk. <laughs> that's not cool. <laughs> and, and I would retort with, yes, but you see, the housing crisis and, and the cost of living here in California in 2018, I kind of need to do this. <laughs> and uh, But moreover, you know, don't knock it till you try it because it's one hell of a job. That's for sure. Yeah, I think one of the big things for me, I don't know if it would be necessarily mad or just disappointed, would be back then I had some really good uh, online friends that I hung out with a lot. And they were really cool people, honestly and truly. And telling my 15-year-old self, yeah, in this day and age, you talk to none of them. Like, you don't hear anything from the one of You have one of them on Facebook. And you guys talk every now and then, but for the most part, it's silence. I think that would be kind of a a big blow. I think talking about the friendships that you thought you would have forever back when you were fifteen there there's 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 only a few people that I know that still keep in contact with their high school and and middle school friends, one of which actually is is my brother in law uh, but that's more because a lot of them stayed in the area. You know, I, I think for the most part for me, because a lot of us just literally moved out of not just the United States, but moved out of the country or whatever. That just wasn't a feasible option. Um, and it just wasn't practical either. I mean, it's just like summer camp. You think you're going to hang out with these people when you get back to wherever you get back to. You're going to see each other at summer camp the next year, and it's going to be like you, you never stop talking and everything's going to be back to normal. That's that's never the case. You know, people move on. And telling your younger self that you, you too will move on to cooler friends, res, you know, respectively or whatever, um, I think is the, the saving grace. If you weren't in the position you're in right now, and you said, oh, by the way, you know all those friends you had right now when you're 15? You don't have any friends when you get to my age. That would be different. But that's not the case. 
if you said, yeah, I, I'm a loner and I have a, I, I have a tortoise on my head, that would be, that would be strange. And I don't even know why I would be doing the podcast with you because you and I would not have met either way. So, um, right. but yeah, it's, it'd be, uh, I think, I think the term would be bittersweet, you know, like it sucks, but it gets better. <laughs> I mean that's that's just for life. Life sucks, but it gets better, right? Not always, though. You know, I, uh, I, I always feel like for some people they like the drama, they like to dwell in the in the craziness and the negativity of life because it gives them power. Whether through the power that they can um, come out uh, in a, a positively, or they just come out even more angry. Because just being angry and being upset at things, just it's just easy. And it just, and because we're surrounded by so much negativity, it just fuels that. Um, so for people, and, that, and that's what I told you before, because you particularly have such a positive outlook on what could happen. I feel like that positivity just, you know, talks back to you. It's like, okay, well, if you're going to be positive, I'm going to give you positive things. Not men, not many people see life that way. They they wait for the positive things while they're being negative. Like, well, that's not going to work. <laughs> got to go get it, man. Well, not just go get it. You you got to accept things for what they are, but also, you know, if something bad happens, try and see what the opportunity is. And I know it sounds corny. It sounds like a self-help book, but it's true. I mean, at least for me, I mean, there there's been quite a few things in my life um, whether they be considered small, little, terrible things or really bad, terrible things that happened to me. And, you know, I could have dwelled on it or I could have learned from it, whether they were my mistakes or not, and try not to let them happen again. And if they did happen again, really try to change or really try to avoid that from happening again. You know, and, and I think a lot of people... They 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 don't like to be the the source of the problem. They blame other mm -hmm. people. It's like, oh, I would be so much happier if these people wouldn't be such a holes. It's like, okay, well, maybe not hang out with them. Yeah, where well, they're my only <laughs> friends. Okay, change that maybe. You know. Yeah, it's like, well, if they're treating you badly, then they're not your friends. <laughs> Yeah, and then, like, there's always some sort of excuse to follow up with the excuse. I'm like, okay, you know what? You like this. You like feeling like this, and that's okay. But I'm not going to feel like this with you, so I'm going to leave. And there you go. I've, I've, I've lost friendships like that because I'm like, there's, there's no point. So one other warning I'd give to my 15 year old self, I know it's kind of a little dark, but I would tell him, Hey, when somebody tells you about hospice, don't let them make you think that that means that person is going home. You, you need to take action immediately because that person is not going home. Right. Yeah. That would have, I'm, I'm sure that would have been nice to know. Before, beforehand yeah. I yeah <laughs> I had the unfortunate uh, 
thing happened where I was old enough to fully understand what was happening with my loved one. And there was nothing that they could have said that made it seem like everything was going to be okay. Oof. Yeah. But I, I would say to my 15-year-old self, regarding that particular subject, quit being a dick. <laughs> That's what I would say. <laughs> and I'm not bleeping that out. Quit. Quit it. Quit it. Go show her you love her. So yeah, we're we're just kind of skipping over the whole like. By the way, I'm your future self, and we're gonna we're gonna explode the mind of our 15 year old self. We're we're just skipping that because I think that's another <laughs> thing that we would have to kind of talk about. So by the way, in 2018, some some weirdo out of Las Vegas comes up with this uh, ingenious uh, device to kind of to time travel, but I can only time travel for five minutes. Like, ever. I, I can't come back, ever. So I got to get all this stuff off my chest, stop asking questions, and here I go. Because <laughs> I feel like it's... Why only five minutes? Why can't it be ten? I uh, I don't know. I just thought of an arbitrary five minutes uh, because uh, it creates a sense of urgency. There you go. Plus, this guy in Las Vegas, he charges uh, uh, five minutes max, and there's a line out the door and a waiting list that's four pages long. I mean, you'd think it'd be four pages long if you're able to go back in time and talk to your former self. I think one other thing that they would be amazed by is like my uh, team that I play with on games and just being like, yeah, you have a whole team, and it's no longer the team that you currently play with. Like, that whole clan that you're currently in just kind of dies out no particular reason don't worry about that uh but you make your own team and they're your best friends in the whole world and you're gonna have a blast with them wouldn't you tack that on to uh, the whole you don't have the same friends that you have now and you don't talk to your 15 year old friends anymore like that that would be remember I said earlier that that'd be kind of like the saving grace. But see, I don't think for my 15-year-old self that he'd have the clairvoyance to be able to be like, yeah, that that is the saving grace. So he'd still be like, but why aren't they there? Like he'd be like, great, we have more friends, but why why aren't the originals included in this? Where were you living when you were 15? England. So what would your 15-year-old self think when you told him that you're living in California now? I'd be happy, actually. It, uh, like I think I've told you in the past, I, I, I wasn't having the greatest time uh, socially when I was... Uh, when I was 15 in England, um, I did have friends, but they probably weren't the right kind of friends. Um, and, uh, one might not even call us a group of friends. They might, they might call us, uh, um, well, let's just leave it at that. But yeah, it's, (laughs) it, it, it was, uh, 
a time in which that I was, you know, still trying to find um, not just myself, but trying to find acceptance. And I found that acceptance with people that were probably not the not the right people. Uh, but then I was juggling that with school and I was juggling that with music. It was just, it was just kind of, it was kind of hell. Um, I was, uh, able to get out of that particular situation, luckily before I left. But, um, to be told, Hey, by you know, in, in a year, a year or so from now, you're going to move, you're going to move back to San Francisco. Because I, I used to live in San Francisco when I was in uh, kindergarten to third grade. So you're going to move back to San Francisco, or at least the area of San Francisco, and you're going to escape this, and you're going to be uh, living in the town of Green Day, the town of Metallica, of you know, of skateboarders and punks and hippies, and and. Uh, Oh well, it was kind of the early dot com. So like all these, all these new dot coms are coming up, and you're gonna meet all these millionaires on 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 the streets and segways everywhere. And I was, uh, I would be, I would be into that. I would definitely be into that. What about yourself, though? The question being where I would move, like like my thoughts on moving to where I am now. No, I mean, like, are you pretty much in the same place that you were when you were 15? Mm, about 40 miles from it. I'm did still in Utah. Ha- did you have, when you were 15, did you have aspirations to move somewhere else, like out of state, out of country? Or, like, you maybe just aspirations to... to uh, own own the big house in the country kind of thing <laughs> you know i don't think so i think uh back then i wasn't too concerned with where i was at um yeah i don't think i don't think my 15 year old self would care too much about where i was at other than i wasn't super close to family i think that would be the one thing of like why aren't you near so and so and so and so why aren't you at least like close to them so you can go hang out with them and be like well we don't hang out a whole lot and that's why you just need to be a place that has solid internet <laughs> there you go you know a few weeks ago we went to a buffet uh after an event um to go get food with about i want to say it was like 30 other people it was some crazy amount of people but we we went to a buffet and I got to be honest, I'm not the biggest fan of buffets. Like, I don't know what it is, if it's the food or the potential for spread of disease or what, but I'm just not a fan. But I wanted to get your opinion on it. I got thinking about it, wanted to get your opinion on it and see if what your thoughts were on buffets. See, I like buffets. I think that if it's a good one, there's a plethora of different kinds of foods, different kinds of cuisines, uh, definitely from your Vegas-style buffet down to your more Asian cuisine buffet that has a corner with pizza for the little kids, pizza and ice cream, (laughs) because that's all that little kids eat, apparently. But I I see your point. Um, I I think buffets being 
very commonly associated with the the spread of germs and and other diseases uh is always going to be a common a common thread um that's kind of why i feel like to a certain degree a place where they bring the food to you but it's still all you can eat is kind of the better way to go and price wise they're about the same you know we have a chinese place that has like a mongolian grill uh in downtown and oh my goodness so good so (laughs) good it's not a buffet for like any of the other items other than just the grill yeah but my goodness can't get enough yeah yeah no we um we have a, a sushi well they call it a sushi buffet but it's it's more of a sit down. They bring you the food. You you ask for whatever, and then at the end of it, you pay your your uh, lump sum of of twenty five thirty dollars. Uh, doesn't matter whatever you ordered, just as long as there's nothing left on the plate. And the 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 problem with some of those is I'm not as adventurous, so it's not always a a good investment toward my toward my meal because <laughs> um, I only got maybe three plates which is not worth 25 or 30 dollars but then there are some days where I'm like seven plates in I'm like oh I could still eat some more <laughs> now what you said uh you said just as long as there's nothing left on your plate is that like a rule or yeah yeah um this place they're not that strict, but they have signs everywhere. If you have food left over, we are charging you extra for that food, basically. Charging you extra for not finishing your food? but Yes. Wow. Yes. That's different. Yes. Is it, though? I feel like I've been to a number of places in, um, where they uh, they more than just frown upon if there's food left over. It, it's, it's like, hey, we're... You ordered that food, and that could have gone to someone who would have finished it, and now that food is wasted, and we have to throw it away. We understand that you are already paying for said food, but we could have used it to somebody else who would have actually eaten it. So we're charging you an extra dollar or three dollars or something like that. I, I have yet to be charged. Um, we, uh, we've been able to hide the food. If we have anything left over, hide the food. Yeah, you 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 put the food underneath another plate that is empty. So you're like, yeah, this is just a stack of plates. Don't lift them up. And they're like, oh, okay, and they just take it away. And there's just a crap load of rice left over, or like maybe one, like hot wing that no one else had room to eat, but it's just like sitting there. I don't agree with that entirely i can kind of see the point if like it's a buffet and you're ordering food and they bring you a huge plate of food and you don't like even touch it they could be like uh dude not okay right uh but like partially finished like some people just don't have the stomach for that that's not fair if i order one dish and i don't finish the dish i don't want to be charged more just because i didn't finish my food that's i mean that's how like that's how a lot of us gained weight when we were kids because that, that was the whole mentality when we were kids of uh, uh, finish your plate, you know, clean your plate. You, they're starving kids in Africa. Clean your plate, clean your plate. So I would say the converse of that is don't 
take too much. Don't be, don't have such gluttony eyes when you see all the food. Um, The reason why uh, my wife and my brother, for example, they, they can have so many plates is that they, they do take it in, in waves Uh, instead of just like stacking it up to the top of the ceiling. They will get courses. Essentially they'll have, you know, like a, like a, like an appetizer, aperitif kind of course, of like smaller uh, sushi rolls or uh, tempura shrimp, for example, maybe a slice of pizza. And then they gradually work their way up to the crab legs and then gradually work their way up to like half a steak and then kind of sprinkled in between with rice balls or something like that. Then next thing you know, they have a stack of like five or six plates. Now the plates themselves had empty spaces so it's not a full plate but they've been able to finish all of their food and they've been able to go get up for seconds or order more of uh, of something that maybe they really wanted or or uh, didn't have a chance to try the last time and they're not completely full from their first two plates You don't sound convinced. <laughs> you sound like you're trying to come up with some sort of like answer where I see, but I've got to. Well, I see your reasoning, I, but let me raise you with this. Like, that's what I think. Well, no, you're the, the question, on. the question I'd have for you is like, okay, so these plates are really small courses. Like you order chicken or something and it's a very small amount of chicken then. Right. Um, usually, uh, when when you go to, uh, at least it, it is around here. I, I guess we're talking about two different things, but it could be constituted as, as the same. A serving, a serving size. Now, mind you, both my wife and my brother-in-law are. I wouldn't say nutritionists, but they definitely know how to eat healthier than most. So they know like how to measure things by eye. So my wife might, if she's going to the buffet, she will get an equivalent of a, I guess a cup, if you will, a cup of rice and then two cups worth of protein. And that's what her first plate would be. Then the next plate would be three cups of vegetables and one cup of carbohydrates. I mean, something like that. I don't think she consciously knows what she's doing, but it's very well measured out. It's not too much. It's not too little. Um, but whatever whatever the case is, the end goal is to be completely lethargic and to be completely full, but also not feel like you ate too fast. And... The the weird thing is, I know I just said that they're very aware of like uh, good nutritional habits. When it comes to like all you can eat buffets or all you can eat sit down restaurants, one of the things is, is that they always tell me is do not let your stomach tell your brain that you're full until you're full. And whether that's an actual thing or not, that's basically saying when you're done, 
If you have any inclination to go back up there and get more food, do it now. Don't take a breath. Don't don't think about it. Just go. Because the that longer seems like a very unhealthy way of doing it, though. Like you'd you'd think that you'd want to stop immediately as soon as your anything told you, "Hey, you're probably done." Well, I think it would be unhealthy in the long run if this were like a weekly occurrence, like every day or at least three times a day going to a, a buffet. But mind you, it's it's almost like a birthday party kind of thing. Um, like you, we would only go to a buffet for big events of 20 to 30 people because no one in their right mind wants to host a party at their own house of 20 to 30 people. So a buffet's perfect for that. But that only happens once in a while. So uh, I, I think because there is some portion control, even though there might be a lot of portions, uh, that gives them the opportunity to try more dishes out otherwise than if you were just a pilot high with everything that you saw on your first or second dish. I don't know. I'm not here to debate the uh, the inner workings of of how to properly attack a, a buffet line. <laughs> <laughs> I think to each their own, obviously. But uh, after going to buffets with them, I, I think I've been able to try a lot more foods. I've been able to um, uh, not just consume, but enjoy a lot more than I would have in the past. And to that, I am grateful. Because now I, my, my palate is open to a lot more opportunity. Uh, if you would have told me three years ago, hey, by the way, you're going to actively want to order cow's tongue when you go to this particular restaurant, I would say, no, you're insane. <laughs> I... I love cow's tongue when I go to this particular restaurant. I don't know if it's the extra spices that they put on it, but it's delicious. And to those who are vegan or vegetarian or just disgusted by that thought, I am sorry, not sorry. <laughs> Hashtag sorry, not sorry. Yeah, pretty much. Have you ever been to a Korean barbecue? Where you cook your mm. own meat? You What? <laughs> <laughs> hang on okay first of all no korean barbecue haven't been but two you so what are you paying for then like just the meat then because you're going there you so you do it yourself you yes you both get the meat and then cook it yourself and then eat it yourself yes and you're paying for the meat so it's got to be dirt cheap right uh or at least I relative to the cost of meat Relative to the cost of meat, quality. because it's all you can eat meat. It's all but you can still, eat. You're, you, it's all you, you can cook eat meat. your own. Well, I I think the allure is, um, well, the all you can eat meat aspect of it, but also like the different kinds of meats that they have available. Now, if you were to go to a restaurant, let's just you know, you know, uh, pick a name out of the hat, like. Uh, Red Lobster or Olive Garden, um, Black Angus, for example, and you were to tell them, hey, listen, so I want to have the steak because 
of course, who who doesn't want to have a steak? But on the side, I would also like some calamari. I'd also like to have some lamb skewer. And if you have, I want to have shrimp and cow tongue. That would run you a bill of about $80. Also, some inquisitive eyes because they don't sell cow tongue at Red Lobster. Believe me, I have not checked. Just believe me. Um... But this place that I went to multiple times here in the San Francisco Bay Area called Gen, G-E-N, uh, maybe maybe you and Maddie would be interested in checking it out. Um, it's an all-you-can-eat uh, uh, Korean barbecue. I think it's like $25 per person, and their menu is just meat upon meat upon meat. It comes, it comes to your table raw. There is a... Uh, hibachi, not a hibachi grill, but there's a grill in in the center of the table. Don't touch it; it's hot. And you just put your meat, your your slabs of meat on there, and you've got scissors and you've got uh, tongs, and you just you know just like you would at home, kind of cook the meat. The difference between doing it at home and doing it at this place is that. Uh, at home, you've already bought a finite amount. So if you're like, "Oh, I really like the steak. I wish I ordered. I wish I bought more." Here at this restaurant, you can do that. So um, I, I I know some people think of salad bars and and things like that kind of wasteful because you could make your own salad at home or you, uh, Korean barbecue. It's it's wasteful or, or stupid because you could just cook your own food at home. But a lot of these foods are very exotic, and it's it's not something that you would necessarily be able to find your local grocery outlet market or or whatever, unless you happen to tra- traverse, I guess, Korean markets. <laughs> you know. Yeah. The only thing for me though is the reason I go to restaurants is specifically because I don't want to cook. Why do you think people go to Benihana's? It's not for their food. It's to watch the guy do kind of cool things with the meat. And this is kind of similar to that. It's a spectacle. There's Unless you want to do your own tricks, that's your own thing. But it's it's in a weird way, it's kind of cool to see you and your friends debate about, is that done yet? It's just it's just. It's it's fun and it's uh you know it's it's a I wouldn't say it's a family style restaurant it's just it's it's not, um, but it's you 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 get over the 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 hurdle of I've got to cook this why is this not done yet you get over that pretty quickly, um, because of the camaraderie that that you have the uh that that uh, that is brought about with the people that you uh, bring to the table. Yeah. I'd kind of feel bad about <laughs> doing that with, like you say, uh, is this done yet? You know, comparing with each other, but <laughs> one of our, uh, one of our group is a professional chef. <laughs> so it'd be all of us looking at him. Like, how's this look? Oh, well, let me just take over. <laughs> I mean, like when we went to this place with our boss, the, uh, there was like one one or two people that we would turn to just to kind of make sure that it it was okay but then i think through trial and error we would just just do it ourselves you know it, it became one of those i i don't want to bo- i don't i don't want to bother him so i'll just try cooking the meat myself 
and I am far from a chef of any of any uh, level whatsoever. So the fact that the bulgogi came out as good as it did, I was I was very pleased with myself. Now, um, but yeah, I I don't know. I I think if uh, when you guys come out here. That's got to be one place that um, I I would recommend. I'm not saying you have to do it. Obviously, <laughs> the only thing you have to do is take up space and breathe. So you don't have to do it. But I think it would be fun. Um, yeah, it's a good place. Is there a place in Utah that I have to try if if and when we go over there? It seems only fair. I'm forcing you. Well, here, <laughs> let me, code. let me, let me, uh, well, when you come out here, I've got places for you to come to as well. Are they as, are any of them like, what? Like same kind of reaction when I told you that you cook your own food or are they just really good places? Uh, just really good places. Okay. I wouldn't say there's anything that I can think of anyway that is a spectacle or has a weird quirk to it. Well, I did not think that this would be a culinary conversation, but that was fun. <laughs> that was very, <laughs> very interesting. Um, but yeah, thank you very much, Quinn. Uh, always love talking to you on Monday mornings. Uh, where can people find you? On Xbox and Twitter at Firewall. You can find me on Xbox Hannity's and on Twitter, Lazy Tech Tony, and all the YouTube links are in the description below or to your left, however your podcast catcher works. But you can find both of us on Twitter under Still Recording. At Still Recording. Uh, I have not checked our Twitter account uh, as to how many followers we have, but Last week we had like two real followers and five like marketing followers. I think we now have seven marketing followers and still just two real followers. So we got to get that number up. Please follow us if you'd like. Um, we're still trying to figure out how to really uh, keep that channel open. If we want to keep it open for discussion, debates, or just funny quibs. But anyways, or feedback. Feedback is good too. And also feedback in the iTunes app store is greatly appreciated as well too. Please uh, send us that review. Uh, We'll see you guys next week. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye guys. Here's our other topic though. We're going to skip the buffet. Here's our other topic. Um, okay, people, uh, invest. Invest in fruit baskets. The, we're, they're going to go big. We have some uh, insider knowledge. Oh, no, we they're, don't. They're going to go huge. Quinn, <laughs> <laughs> you're going to ruin people. <laughs>